Hola, hola, que tal? It's Isusko, aka the time scheduler. Um, and welcome to what's going to be, I hope, one of many, but it's the first case study week where we're just going to look at a project or a film um, or a company for the full five days. And this week we've been blessed with London based production company Familia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we just got some amazing chats for you. So, I'm going to double out in the intro one of the director's shout outs, which is POC, P-O-C-C, um, and I'm going to read this, but it was founded in 2018 as a small WhatsApp group, which has now grown to a community of culture created by people of colour to help people of colour positively change their experience within the creative industries. Um, so it's an amazing shout. So go to wearepoc.com. And now let's get started. Click the record button again. Okay. Yeah. There it is. Boom. We're there. We're <laughs> live. We got the five boys. So, ladies and gents, film family, um, what a week it's been listening to the Familia Boys. Um, we started off on the Monday with Legends. We went through each one individually, and now we end with the lot all together on a chat for a next gen episode. And it's that advice to your younger self, to the next future film family. So let's start off. I kind of, I thought that the next gen would be a good idea because of what you're doing, some fantastic things on your Instagram about giving little pearls of wisdom. So just talk us through what, what's happening on your Instagram in a minute. Uh, so yeah, the little pearls of wisdom on our Instagram. Um, it's just, it's a little bit of fun really to get all our uh, usual collaborators and crew, you know, people like yourself who have helped build Familiar over the years and collaborated with us on hundreds of projects just to give their story a bit of advice to the people coming up but you know it's also just a nice way to showcase the projects we've done with these people so boys all of those like wonderful stories and wonderful jobs that had highs and lows what lessons have have you then got for for that next generation of filmmaker yeah i think it's the, the sense of togetherness i mean our name says it all it's a familiar um we're a family of creators but even as a director, you realize you can't get the job done on yourself. So uh, you can't get the job done by yourself. So, you know, it's about the people that you surround yourself with. And uh, you've got to take care to choose the right people to collaborate with. And, and the project benefits from that, you know, from start to finish, whether you've got the right producer driving things on that side, uh, art directors, DOPs, they all bring their own style. Um, and that's been with our brand as well, with Familiar. We've tried to really shape something that we're proud of. And... Um, yeah, just work with people who we feel fit the same type of style and goals and things like that. So it's been a great journey so far. And are you all on the same page, the three of you? Have you all learned the same things? Are you all at the same point? I reckon it's um, it's it's always changing. I think different people, the, the interesting thing about myself, Craig and Francis, um, in terms of the dynamic between the three of us. So the three of us are directors. Toby joined as EP, um, I think there it's nearly is. three years ago and now. And ladies and gents, just so um, you know, Tobes is looking fly and fresh. <laughs> like, it was his birthday yesterday. <laughs> I've heard about this vodka bottle of fucking martini, whatever it was. So I'm surprised he's even up in the afternoon. I love it. He's always the best dressed person in the room, Toby. <laughs> um, we did it before this morning, and his voice was so deep, so I'm glad it's kind of softened up because he's back <laughs> feeling fresh. Um, the, the thing about the way my relationship with Craig and Francis is, as all three of us are directors, what habitually has happened over the last five years is 
one person will be doing really well in, in the sense that they'll be they'll be working back to back all their treatments will be commissioned and then there'll be another person doing moderately well and then there'll be a third person who's maybe kind of on a little bit of a cold streak mm. what tends to happen is the person at the top then kind of we kind of pick each other up and throw each other up uh, throw each other upwards and, and that dynamic is always changing mm. so i think that's the nice thing in that being a director can sometimes be like a very solitary existence you can yeah. sometimes be on your own a lot but the nice thing in terms of being affiliated with firstly your friends and then having a business with your friends is that you can always kind of encourage one another because um, i think if i could say anything to my younger self it would be I think the most important thing to consider is I think this is an industry of rejection. Like people say no far more often than they say yes. Yep. And it's about how you deal with that rejection that determines whether or not you've got it in you to find a way to kind of stay on your two feet and, and find like find any measure of success. Mm. So I think it's about using those moments of rejection to kind of fuel you um, to kind of carry on trying and carry on like making your pitches better or finding something that's unique. Um, to you to kind of you know I don't think that people who are really successful in this industry are successful because because they are the most talented I think they're successful because they work really hard and they just don't take no for an answer mm. that little bit of luck as well comes in handy and you make that your own luck you know you kind of say about working hard you know Frankie what what was that route coming up for you and and did you ever kind of when you were kind of first getting together because you always hear about stories of directors and they're like directing duos directing trios and they're all at the monitor together was there ever thought of like the three of you just always being like being a, a trio on the job together or was it very much like we're individual people and we like to do individual things no i think i think there's a tendency i think when we started the company i think lots of people assume that it's three directors and that they they probably work together but um i i don't we've never really felt the need to do that you know, for me personally, I think even sort of the idea of having to split my ideas on a project with a fellow director is something that I would actually struggle with. And I know that um, the same probably applies with Craig and Sasha, you know, so <clears throat> I think it's a, just an understanding of self. If you kind of know how you operate best, then you know that you probably don't operate best when you're sort of, you know, having to share your ideas about something mm. directly with another director. It's never happened with me. Um, it's not something I'm opposed to, but it's just, you know, I know that I would probably find that difficult at times. Whereas it's a very different relationship, for example, with someone like Toby, who's your producer. Mm. You, she very, it's very much a, a sharing relationship, but, you know, the roles are very much defined as I'm the director and you're the producer. Mm. So, you know, I don't, I don't think we, you know, I guess we've never, we wouldn't be opposed to working together, but it would be a definitely a different sort of, a different route, a different tact, something that we'd have to get used to. What would that be like, Toes, if you got all three of them directing the same job? They're hard enough on their own. There's no way. <laughs> yeah, it would be a nightmare, trust me. <laughs> no chance. Who's your favourite? Go on, they're not listening. I've <laughs> muted them. Who's your favourite? I'll do that. <laughs> now, what did you, so, so when you kind of came in, mm. what did you see in the boys then that you were like, I'm, I want to, you know, I can, I want to jump on, we can do something here? Well, actually, I think the reason I joined probably wasn't so business, you know, it wasn't business savvy. It was like, I went on a music video with Craig to Dominican Republic right. and I had a fucking laugh. I was like, <laughs> I want to do that more. And that was basically the decision that made me join Familiar. Um, but then since then, of course, it's been a bit more of a serious um, job of trying to run a business, mm. which has been loads of fun. But yeah, I definitely jumped ships from... Um, 
frame stores are familiar because of that element of travel. That was a pretty cool experience. It was one of those fun ones. I think on, on the first night, we took all our podiums to the casino and gambled them and, and made some good profit. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell us some more stories. I just want to listen. Now, go. probably shouldn't be telling that story. <laughs> yeah, come on. <clears throat> like kings because we managed to win. Yeah. We had lost, that's for sure. What did you go on? What was it? Roulette or blackjack or what was your thing? Everything. It was a great <laughs> evening. Hedge betting. Well, luckily, I was, I was actually the producer in that casino because I was banking everything. <laughs> putting, putting the dollar chips in my pocket, Toby would have thrown them all on the spread bets otherwise. <laughs> and, that, and that, I guess, you know, that relationship between producer and director, you're all individual people. It's all an individual kind of relationship so Tobe do you need to not change but do you kind of mold yourself to fit in with who you're working with whether it's with the free boys or whether it's with any of the other directors on the roster what are you like what are you saying to the younger you that didn't know what you know now well I definitely feel like I changed the way I produce with different directors Hmm. there's a there's an element of shorthand that you get with different directors like I Craig doesn't need to necessarily say something to me, but I understand what he wants for a wardrobe brief, for example. Mm. Um, While other directors, you know, want to write everything down, some need to only, can only articulate it in different ways. Um, So yeah, you have to adapt. And I think that's also what's really fun about being a producer. Love it. Great. Go on. I would say that sort of, I, I can imagine also at times it must be quite a struggle because producers sort of, you know, they, their, their minds works in, in certain ways. And I think with some directors, they're very different sort of ways that people operate. So I, sometimes I can see sort of a, a producer like Toby actually struggling or getting frustrated by trying to work with a new director or even one of us, just because, you know, the way he does things is not always the way that we do things. So it's about finding ways to, to, to kind of keep the project moving forward. It's as a, a definitely a balancing act, but you know, that frustration, that's with everyone. That's yeah. not just with one direct. That is every project. But you get through it and you find clever solutions to, to make it all work. Um, but you mentioned advice to, uh, to younger generations. I think the, the question I get asked so often, or actually what a lot of young people say to me is, I want to be a director. I'm like, okay, why? I think a lot of people just go, I want to be a director because that's what they assume like the best job is in this business. Mm. But, you know, I didn't personally try being a director when I was coming up, but I was an animal handler on one set. I was a wardrobe assistant on another. You know, I tried absolutely everything until I found I loved producing. And I think a lot of young people come into this going, I want to be a director. Definitely. It's the coolest job there is, but actually it might not be for you. Um, I bet there's not many people that, you know, even know about the first AD role when they're first starting in this. Yeah. Actually, it, I did a bit of AD when I was coming up and Hello. it's probably the funniest job on set. You don't actually need <laughs> anyone on set. It's just Toby, that's it. It's just, I don't even need a director. That's it. Animal handler, wardrobe stylist, first AD, that's it. Give um, me a camera, I'm shooting, I'm off, I'm done. Um, <laughs> now that, that's, that's really, like, I agree with you. I think a lot of film students that are listening or, or that younger generation, they kind of come in. And I know I did it. I thought, I want to be the next Quentin Tarantino, went to film school, got there. And I was like, actually, I th- not re- it's not my personality. And then got on set and saw the likes of the Chris Kellys and the Rob Forbes and the Sean Cotters and all these first day, amazing first ladies. And I'm like, 
yeah, I think that's kind of my vibe. So I, I agree. I think that getting on set and finding what you want to do, and I've been, and I say it to all the, the students that that um, that always ask me. I'm like, you got to find what you want to do. Like your alarm clock is going to get set for like three thirty in the morning, four o'clock. You're going to be driving for fucking two hours to stand in a field, pissing with rain, freezing cold. You got to really love what you're doing. Absolutely. And it's, you know, it's, how I discovered I definitely <laughs> didn't want to be a DIT because I was doing one job. And uh, I well, the animal myself, handler slash DIT job. I remember that. Yeah. I was in the back of a van with a DIT in a forest up in Longleat. Um, and it was past midnight. And I was getting texts <laughs> from all the rest of the crew that were back at the hotel having a beer. And we were still wrangling footage. I was like, this, this role isn't for me. <laughs> but I tried it for a minute. Mm. And I think that's the thing is you've got to try it all mm. to find what you love. There's, no, there's definitely a sense of patience to it, especially when you're young and starting out, because it can be quite overwhelming being on set and just not knowing the rhythm of a film set um, and all these different roles and functions and kind of the, the harmony that needs to happen for something to be achieved in the short time scale or the schedule that's been written out by someone like yourself. Let's, I guess I know the free boys because I used to run with them, but Tobes, we touch base quickly on your, on your hashtag trending, kind of your route in. What was your, what was that, you know, the lessons that you took from where you were to where you are now? What was the, because, you know, I guess we're in COVID. A lot of people are thinking, fucking hell, how do I take what I can do and how do I transform it into a new skill? You know, was it quite an easy move from where you were in post to where you are now? Um, I mean, when I was in post, it was, it was still the same sort of role. I was just doing post heavy work. Um, but I think when I was coming up, it, it was just about trying lots of different things and discovering what I liked. And all those things I tried, be it, like I said, it was a wardrobe assistant and one job. Those skills are still transferable. As a producer, I deal with wardrobe assistants and wardrobe stylists all the time. And I relate back to that time that I was doing that and helping that. So I think everything I said yes to, although I ended up not either not enjoying or deciding I didn't want to do it, it was all helpful to you know, life experience and building um, you know, my knowledge as a producer. Mm. And I would recommend to everyone to just try every role as much as possible. I remember like the first job I was on as a runner, I spent the whole day just walking around the crew going, what's that? What do you do? Like, I must have looked like an absolute moron. <laughs> it educated me so quickly. And that was like last week. So Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to say, I was going to wait. I was just waiting for it. <laughs> But, uh, but no, like Toby, like, I, I, could, I agree with what, exactly with what Toby's saying. I think, you know, lots of people in life, and it doesn't apply only to the film industry and the jobs we do. I think it applies to, you know, every career, really. You know, some people are blessed and fortunate. They know from day one that they want to be a rock star or a doctor. But I'd say the vast majority of people have to kind of find their route along the way. Mm. And often, if you don't know exactly what you want to be, what I found was, you know, there's, a, there's a, like a process of elimination. You know, like, okay, I might not know exactly what it is where I want to end up at this point in my life, but I know all the things that I don't want to do. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. And slowly over time, it kind of aligns you in the right place and where you need to be in life. So, you know, I agree a lot with what Toby's saying about trying things out and just, um, you know, experimenting and just, you know, seeing, seeing how you get on with it. But there's also the experience you get, like, from the different facets of, uh, project timeline like you know in, in the pitching process of being a director 
that's something you're not necessarily exposed to if you're just on set. Um, there's more to it, like the run-up, the pitch uh, as a producer and a director. You know, it's quite a valuable part of playing the game and winning the job. Um, the creative, you know, conveying or communicating your idea and a treatment to submitting that, winning it, prepping all the departments, briefing them, communicating your vision to the HODs, whether it be art, DP, uh, like shooting locations, cost. There's so much that goes into it before you actually get onto set. So the set part of things is, you know, it's great to see what department you might want to be a part of. And then you've also got the post element, which Toby brushed on, which, you know, is also quite an interesting aspect. Uh, the edit, you know, VFX, there's so many cool companies in London where you can just get in as a junior and, and learn um, that way around. So the, I guess there's three parts to the process if you had to put them up as pillars, but mm. uh, each part is, is valuable and you can choose where you want to go. And, and as Francis said, maybe it's a process of elimination. You, you, you start and post and realize, actually, I want to be on set. Actually, this is quite hectic. Let's get into a company and, and work on treatments in the research room. Uh, you know, they're all part of the, the journey that equips you with the right skills and, and hopefully puts you in a better place for where you want to be. Nice. Yeah, yeah I, th I think that's an important point, actually, because when when we first started out, I, I remember like what, what I discovered about us as filmmakers or, or familiar as a, as a company is that making the making the film was, was always actually the easy part. Getting the job was the, was the hard part. Like in terms of making the film, it was, you know, I remember we did an exercise myself, Francis and Craig kind of tallied up all of the call sheets in our inbox from our AD days. And I think we, we collectively worked on over a thousand jobs. So that meant, you know, if one of us was doing a job and there was a production hurdle or we needed a grip to, you know, do a deal or we needed to get a camera for, you know, a hundred quid instead of a thousand quid, we knew who to call. We, we knew who to tap up and like we had a great pool of contacts, but getting the job, getting the agent, getting the label to trust us, getting the agency to trust us, that was like the really challenging thing that we weren't really adept. And that's obviously where, you know, Toby and, and now Campbell as well have, have helped in that respect. But but making the film is always the kind of easier part. It was just getting the job that was the, the difficult thing, I think, in those first years. Amazing. Well, look, boys, we're kind of hitting that 20-odd minute mark. And I just, it feels like what would be nice is just go around individually and just maybe just pick out that one thing, whether it's what we've already spoken about or something that has just popped into your head, but that one little nugget. You're like, I fucking wish I'd known that. When I started off and I was on my first job, when I was when I was there looking around and as Craig said, you know, looking at a film set or Toby looking at a film set thinking, what the hell is going on? What's that one thing? What's that little nugget of advice that you would want to give back? Um, I'm happy to, to kick this off, I guess. But I guess there's two, two ones that I would tell myself is, you know, is try and learn from the best is the first one. And the best is not, you know, always obvious, but it's, it should be like whoever you see on set or whoever you see in general in life and you, you have an admiration for that person for how they compose themselves or how they act professionally. And then just look at them and, and, and say like, what, it, what is it that I like about that person? Mm. What do I admire? And how can I sort of integrate that into my own personal life? Mm. And how can I bring sort of learn from that? So that's the first one. And then the second one for me, um, I guess also like Sasha and Toby both touched upon it, um, you know, like as a, as a director, it can often be sort of a very isolating role, um, you know, and, and sort of you're at the top of a pyramid and often you don't know, you know, you can't ask questions or in ways that you, you normally can. 
Um, so my advice to that would be to, you know, to try not to take things personally. <clears throat> There's a lot of rejection at the start of your career or, or uh, winning jobs. And, you know, for example, even the first time that you, you send a, a commercial edit across, you know, when people come back with feedback, you know, don't take it so personally. It's very easy at the start of your career to do that. Um, but then you soon learn that that's all part of the process and, you know, feedback and edit changes are, are just going to happen more. They happen at an increasing rate. So, yeah, so try not to take things Love too it. personally. Learn from the best and don't <laughs> take things too personally. That's two. Now, the rest of the boys are going, motherfucker, I was going to say one of those. <laughs> I was sorry for whoever decides that's to what? go last. <laughs> Who's going that's next? That's why boy? I jumped in early. That's why I jumped in early. So no one takes them up. Yeah, I'll go. Um, I mean, as a, as a director as well, there's three of us before we get to the producer, Toby. <laughs> I think it's, um, it's, yeah, it's, it's important to believe in yourself um, and also just work hard, be nice uh, on the way up and also just be patient. Um, yeah, I think, you know, you, you've got to work on your style. A lot of, you know, when you first start making films, you're quite proud of them, but that doesn't necessarily mean everyone who's going to use them, whether it be a production company or, or someone is completely in agreement. So it's, it's about, you know, shooting a bit, working on that style, because when you do want to launch, you want to make a good impression. So I think it's just be patient and, and, you know, work on something that's going to stand out and be different because that definitive style is going to be something that is you and whether you're on your own or find a place in a roster, it's important that when you launch, you, you've got that un, un, unwrapped. Boom. Be patient and learn your style. Be patient learning your style. I like that. <laughs> That's two. That's another two. You boys, I said one. You're each giving me two. There's going to be none left. Right. Who's going next? Sash, you up? Um, I guess I was head just on hands. Gonna... Ladies and gents, he's got his head in his hands. <laughs> <laughs> <He's>... <laughs> um, one, one thing I just wanted to say before I go back to that last bit of advice, I was going to just say that while the directors are the ones who are kind of tasked with the creative, though, I think it's important to, to say that everyone is kind of expected to be creative or is creative like you know mm. toby and campbell and, and ryan as well our head of music they're all creative producers they're all they're all just as responsible as we are for making what we want to make and with the with the kind of constraints of budget schedule um so i think it's important to bear that in mind and then the other thing is a uh, final bit of advice i guess is to try and try and find the good in every project because i think what happened with me is after a few years I started to find reasons to say no to jobs you know mm. the budgets the budget's not big enough or the creative isn't interesting or or um, the schedule is just uncompromising and then I realized that at the beginning of my career there's no way I would have said no I would have said yes I would have bit someone's hand off to do that job and I mm. think it's really important to hang on to that nice find the reason to say yes I yes. like it I like it so then we, we finish with the with the big T, T-Dog Millionaire, who's just, he's so busy. He was on a work call. He was like, I'm sorry, like, I'm just on a work call. Bye, 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 sell, 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 bye, 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 sell, sell, sell. <laughs> so what's, what are you saying, brother? What is it? What's that nugget? Um, I think for me, it's always been about surrounding myself with people that will help uplift me and help support me. And I would just always advise people, advise people to try and find people that uh, have similar uh, goals to them like the reason that familiar works with these guys is because we're all aiming for the same thing mm. we're not pulling in different directions I and mean, that's not always the case but um it is 
I, I think that'd be my piece of advice. Yeah, it's just surround yourself with people that will um, support you and uplift you. Amazing. What an ep. Jeez. I'm going to give you the film family clap, boys, because that's, that was, ladies and gents, that was the first one for me. I was a little nervous having that many voices all talking at the same time, but they all came through loud and clear. There's some absolute just bits of gold in there for that next generation coming up. And you've heard their stories throughout the week, so you know them. These are people that are familiar to you. Um, I want to thank you, chats, for kind of giving up so much of your time this week. I honestly really appreciate everything that you've done. Um, I hope you all have a fucking awesome weekend. Uh, happy birthday, Toby. Big love, yeah. brother. Happy birthday. Well done. And and ladies and gents, like, let's, I'm going to give another round of applause. Hey, thanks that, a lot for having us. So well. Yeah, thanks for that. having us. Thank yeah. you. Good um, chatting. Good speaking to you. Thanks for this guy. I've got a question for you. How do you feel about ADing a job via Zoom? Love it. Yeah, it's already been happening. It's amazing. Are you happy? It's great. Amazing. Put a pencil in yourself for the twenty fifth. <laughs> <laughs> and there it is, ladies and gents. The power of networking. Get yourself a podcast <laughs> and interview producers. <laughs> well, ladies and gents, have a lovely, lovely time listening. Thank you so much for getting us in the charts. If you're in Canada listening, word up. America, big up. Germany, I can't speak German, but thank you. Australia, Sweden, everywhere that we're charting. I love that you're charting and helping us make it and, and just listening and giving me your time and your ears and your brain and your heart. So thank you so much. And until we meet again, ladies and gents, that is a wrap. So that was a chat with the king or queen in the game. I give it a shout at the end so you all know the name. It's the Film Gods Podcast. The what? The Film God Podcast.